We're here to share with you inspiring stories that bring to life all the little and big ways that people bring more love, joy, laughter, and humanness to everyday life. Our focus is to hunt for those little moments that refuel the human soul and reminds us what life is really all about. I invite you to sit back, enjoy the moments, enjoy the stories, the adventures, and the journeys. to another episode of What the World Needs More of. I'm excited. We have a special guest. His name is Antonio. Sir, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Glad to be here. All right. So we're going to dive right in. I'm curious, what do you believe the world needs more of? I would have to answer that with kindness. I feel everybody can be a little bit more kind in their daily routine, uh, whether it's towards a stranger, towards yourself, to people you know, um, or, or just do anything in general. I think kindness is something that uh, can keep you well-balanced throughout life. Very cool. I love that. It's true. I agree. <laughs> um, and, as cliche and, and, as it sounds, it's, it's very important. I think that's something that people lose. You know, you can, you can have a bad day or somebody else can be having a bad day. You can just be kind to that person as a simple gesture of, hey, how are you? And you may not know that person. It just may turn their attitude around. That's true. Or save their life. Um, we were talking exactly. in, in an earlier podcast, there was a gentleman who told a story and, and he was saying, you know, there's this book, I forget what the book was called, but it's something about someone who they were in San Francisco and they got on the trolley and were just crying and then they got off the trolley and they walked a few blocks just crying and then they got on a bus and they, they got on the bus and they were just crying all through the bus ride and they got off the bus and walked and walked and walked past all these people on the bus and all these people on the trolley and all these people in the streets and all these people all the way to the San Francisco bridge where they threw themselves off and they lived somehow. Um, and as much as it's their responsibility to take ownership of their decisions and actions, uh, when in the interview and in the book, they said, you know, if just one person would have asked, Hey, what's going on? And just cared for a moment, they probably wouldn't have done it. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's not an excuse to go do something like that. It's just saying back to what you're saying here, kindness, can not only change someone's day, but it could save someone's life. Just observing exactly. a moment to be kind. I love that. And, and, I, and I'm curious, I completely understand to, to get to know more about you, uh, what would you say your wow factor, You know, what makes you uniquely you, and what's one or two life moments that help shape that? Probably my weight loss and my job into my, well, I guess not my job, but my career. My I consider it a career because I feel that Within the company I work for and what I do here, uh, it's really shaped me into the person I am and who I'm going to be. And I think that's my two big uh, wow factors is my, my weight loss and my career. Wow. Tell us about that. What, what was the weight loss journey like? So I, I struggled with weight growing up um, all the way up until I graduated high school in 2006. And that very next year, I was just tired of being a heavier guy. So... You know, I, my friend came to me and said, hey, do you want to detox with me? And, you know, her, she didn't need to detox, but she was 
getting in front of the camera to model for a magazine. And what I did was I just did it that one day with her and I, I felt better the next day instantly. So I just took it off from there. And, you know, most people, it, it, it takes different times for different people, you know, however your, your journey in losing weight is, it, it's different for everybody. But for me, it was, it was actually short. Um, it was seven months. I lost 85 pounds. I went from wow. 265 all the way down to 178. Yeah. So I did it the right way. I was exercising six, seven days a week, eating right. Um, and I didn't see it. You know, I thought, I always thought I could lose more weight, but when people saw me, my best friend, who's the one who encouraged me to, uh, really push me to lose the weight. And, and it wasn't her saying, Hey, you should diet. It was her just saying she was going on a diet. Did I want to join her? And, you know, I, I met up with her for her 21st birthday and she walked right past me when I was waiting for her. She didn't even recognize me because that was the next time I saw her, which was seven months later. Wow. And you must've felt amazing. I did. I really did. And she, when I was like, Hey, Sarah, she looked, turned around. She was like, yeah. And then she got closer and she saw, and she just busted out in tears. And it really, you know, that really, that got me there, you know, to know that, and I worked so hard for something. And you know, I get that from my parents. My parents have instilled that, you know, work hard and you're going to get good results uh, no matter what you do in life. So it was definitely a, a journey, but you know, it's, it's uh, something that everybody I think can look at and be like, wow, if he can do it, I can do it. Wow. That's interesting. And, and, and just a, a quick little side story here. Tell us about the journey. Um, you know, I, I've had a small version of that in my own life. But in that experience, what was it like? Was it easy? Was it fun? Was it hard? Uh, was it challenging? Like, it was definitely challenging. Um, you know, the 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 challenges and journey in that is, you know, when you're trying to lose weight, you're going to hit a, a point to where you're going to plateau, and you're going to find like for me, I, I plateaued two different times. I plateaued once at 200. I couldn't break that barrier for a good month. So you know, when you do that, the challenge there is. You have to switch up your routine and what you're doing, whether it's change your eating habits or do something different in the gym or find a different exercise, uh, whether it's outside or in the gym. Um, and then my next plateau was 179. I couldn't, I could not break 179. And finally, the lowest I got was that one pound was 178. And that's why I hold on to that because that was the lowest point I've ever been. And it, it took a while for me to get to there uh, from in the whole seven months period. It took me probably a good month and a half to lose that one extra pound. Wow. Hey, it, it, it's amazing. It, it's someone said when you're making big leaps, it feels easy in the moment because you're like, oh, look, 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 it's like amazing. But but those those mm -hmm. one, those one pound differences take forever. But they mean almost just as much, if not more, because you're like, finally. <laughs> <laughs> you're absolutely correct on that. That's amazing. So So here's a question. What's a moment that made you feel incredibly humble? Well, probably I would I would have to say more situation like when people look and, and judge me based on my look on you know I, I like to wear nice things I like to have nice things but I'm not one to go out and spend a bunch of money on it I'm a bargain shopper uh, all day I want to make sure that if I buy something I'm going to be able to turn around and sell it not that I'm looking to sell it but I want to be able to know that I got a good deal on it so that if I do turn around and sell it I can make a profit on it um, I guess that's just my my drive in me. And, and how I am, but that's, it's just when people are walking by me and I've had people here where I work 
um, looked back at me and had told me, you're probably, you're just a pretty white boy that uh, parents probably gave you everything. I'm like, actually, no, I'm, I've, I've worked very hard for everything I have. My parents, I've worked with my dad since third grade. Every, every summer growing up from third grade on, I would work with my dad. And my dad is my best friend in the whole world. You know, I love my mom to death. She's one of my best friends, too. But if I connect with anybody on just, like, every single level, my dad is my best friend in the whole entire world. And if it wasn't for him and my mom, I probably wouldn't be half the person I am today. But working with my dad since summer, uh, in the summertime since third grade, uh, he's in construction. So I would go to work with him, and I'd be his little mule. I'd go out to the truck, get him any tools he wanted. And I remember making five dollars a week and progressively as i got older time went on uh i would make ten dollars a week twenty dollars a week fifty dollars a week a hundred dollars a week and then finally eventually i would make an hourly pay and it, you know it's i work for work very hard for everything i have so for people to assume shame on them you know it, it humbles me to it, it's it's just a humbling experience you know especially with I've, I've never thought I would make as much money as I do. And money's not the key to happiness, but it definitely helps to live a happier lifestyle. Um, would I be okay without any money and just have family and friends all day? I, I would give it up in a heartbeat just because I think that's essential because you need love, support. You know, People can be rich with money, but I think the, the best kind of rich is with the love of your family and friends. And that that's, I think I went a little off topic there, but uh, I get a little, uh, I think my definition of rich is different than uh, what a lot of people can, can say. Share it. We're always open to hear different opinions. And I love that. Um, I, I agree with you. My wife is a huge proponent. She was in episode number one and she says, you know what the world needs more of is financial literacy. Uh, she grew up in very, very humble beginnings here in the U S and and she said, you know, I wish more people I know and love understood money better. Because <laughs> if <Yep>. they did, <laughs> they, they'd be in such a different position than they are, hopefully. Um, she said at the same time, you know, she didn't have a whole lot of money growing up, but they had a whole lot of love. And, and that love is worth a multiple of, of any amount of money that you could ever come up with throughout a lifetime and, and so th there's a lot of truth in that and I agree tenfold so there's a humbling moment what about an awe-inspiring moment a, a moment that might have left your jaw on the ground for a few moments where you're just like wow um, and then and just something that really whether it was an experience or something you saw or felt but it's just something that's left you in a state of awe I would have to say when uh, I'm gonna go back to my family um, my cousin who lives in Minnesota just I saw her for the first time in a really long time and just thinking about how she's grown into the young woman she is. I remember holding her in my arms, uh, you know, I'll be 31 here in September. So, you know, 18 years, I remember holding her in my arms when she was a baby and now looking at her, she just turned 18 years old. And it's just, it's, it's, it's jaw dropping. Like she became such a beautiful young woman and it's, it's sad to see how fast life goes by you. But it's so, it's so wonderful seeing what she's become and what she is, has in front of her and what her future holds for her. So I would have to say just seeing, you know, my cousin just grow into the woman she is. You know, she's about to get a really good job. And she didn't, she didn't think she'd ever be in that situation, but she is. And it's, it's, a really, it's really nice to see that. 
Oh, that's really sweet. I, I love that. What about your greatest fear? What do you fear most? Greatest fear? Uh, that's that's easy for me. It's failing. I, I don't I don't like failing. I mean, I know I do and I don't. It's bittersweet, I guess to say. Uh, it's a double-edged sword because when you fail, you find yourself into emotion. But you know, from your failures, you you learn, and that's why I don't mind failing. But I, I guess failing to be able to uh, prove to my family that everything they've done has made me the person I am. And I've always wanted to be successful uh, in, in every aspect you can think of a six, what success would be. And that's one thing I want to be is successful for my family and, and not per se like my wife, which I don't have. I'm, I'm a single uh, young 31 year old living here in Tampa. But when I talk about my family, I'm talking about my sisters, my mom and my dad the people who I, who I can turn around and give back to after them giving back to me for so long. Oh, that's beautiful. Should we throw aside an Instagram handle and in case there's any great list, ladies listening? <laughs> that is absolutely fine by me. <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes. So ladies, if you're looking for a put great man notes, who absolutely. really wants to be successful, to be able to take care and give back to the ones he loves, check the show notes. you got a good man to follow right here. A uh, little side tip. <laughs> Anyways, what, what are you most excited about? <laughs> Uh, falling back on that, that failure part is giving back to my family. Um, oh. you know, I work hard so that they've given me money here and there growing up and supported me and everything. And I just, I really want to be able to give back to them. And in that, uh, I'm excited for my, my future here with my, my career and, you know, growing within the company and becoming a leader here and, and all of that, it'll set me up for success and be able to give back to my family. So that's why I'm not really ever too concerned about that. Uh, as long as I do my job here, I work hard, uh, stay humble. I'll, I think I'll be fine with, with giving back to my family and, and setting myself up for success in, in the future. I, I think you will be too. I think you will be too. If you keep hustling and <laughs> I keep giving that. all the effort you do and how well you do it, you, you, you'll do great. You'll continue to grow and make a big difference and build tons of relationships. Absolutely. Um, we're going to switch topics, little switch gear here. Sure. Uh, we're jumping in the nuts and bolts. And so we're going to look for practical, tangible things people can kind of apply almost immediately to their day-to-day -day life or, or whatever they're up to. And, and so this first question is, where do you focus currently the majority of your, your thoughts and time and life each day? Uh, to my career. Uh, you know, I have to stay focused in this industry. Um, I work in the car industry selling the best automotive brand in the world. Mm -hmm. Um that's actually how I met you is when you walked through the door. And uh, although we, we didn't move forward with anything, I, I think what I gained out of that was a relationship, you know, and, and sitting down with you for the, I think we, I think we talked you, my manager and your wife, we sat there and talked for like a good three and a half hours, just talking. And that, that building relationships and focusing on my everyday work so that I can continue to be successful. I mean, you guys were very inspirational in making me move forward. So, I mean, I appreciate you guys coming in that day and, and just sitting down talking. Hmm. Thanks, man. We really appreciated hanging out with y'all. You're, you're great people and, and, and definitely great product and service, but, but wonderful humans there. And I think that was my favorite part of stopping by that day. Um, my wife still wants that. that car. We just have not justified <laughs> it in the budget just yet. <laughs> I, I completely understand. You've got goals yourself you're trying to achieve, and you got to be rational about it. That's but wait right. till you see the uh, the new the new one that's coming out. Oh boy, it's up upgraded with that, all the bells that, and whistles. <laughs> oh my gosh, talk about jaw dropping. 
I, I love it. And, and I'm curious in what you do there. And, and just, you know, uh, for everyone listening, he works at Mercedes-Benz of Tampa Bay. Is that the official title? Yes, sir. Okay, just made sure I get it right. There's not something else in there. So Mercedes-Benz of Tampa Bay, um, my wife and I had one of the best experiences. Now, um, I'll give the background story, and then we'll circle back into, to wrap this up. But, but the background story, my, my wife has always dreamed of this one car, and it's on her dream board. It's the one she always wanted. It, it's, it's just there. And we were looking for a new car. We were getting ready to, to get rid of ours and find another one. And my thought was, why don't we go, if that's really, truly a dream, um, I, I just have this thing in my relationship where every year I try to turn one of my wife's life goals or dreams into reality. Um, so we've done stuff like fly to Australia so she could hold a koala. Uh, we just recently went to China so she could snuggle a panda. Um, it, a couple years ago, we went to the Bahamas so she could swim with the swimming pigs there. that are this special little island. And, and these are things that she's always wanted to do. Um, obviously, loves animals. And, and so one of her like tangible thing goals was, was this certain car. So I said, you know, if we're looking at cars, why don't we just go check it out? I mean, we could you know, buy it, we could lease it for six months or a year, whatever. Like if, if it's really a life dream, let's see if now is the right time to put it into our life. And so we went there um, and, and I, was, I walked in the bathroom and I, and I ran into a, 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 this gentleman and we just chatted a little bit and I came out and, and he said, hey, what are you looking for? And I said, well, the thing is, my wife's always wanted to drive that car. And, and this is a car that's sitting in their showroom that costs more than, than a lot of houses. <laughs> and and, and, and it, it's, a, it's an investment. And I don't, you know, it, it's not an investment. You, well, I guess you could rent it nowadays on Turo and make your money back. But, but it's one of those things, like it's a solid investment. And, and so if it makes my wife happy, you know what? I'll find a way to make it real. And, and so that concept of, I pointed at it. And what's interesting is I was wearing a pair of shorts and flip-flops and a t-shirt. And I've been to many dealerships all over the world. I used to do sales training, all kinds of stuff. And a lot of times someone who's in sales will kind of, you know, judge you or look at you and kind of decide if the car you're pointing at that's worth more than a house is really your kind of car uh, to take on a test drive. <laughs> and something unique happened. You know, he didn't judge me. He didn't look at me from the outside and, and, and say, oh, this kid's wearing flip-flops and a T-shirt. You know, probably not a good idea to pull out a car that's as much as a house and take it around the block with him. He said, you know, if that's the one you've always been dreaming of, let's do it. And I, I sat there and watched as he had to, you know, play Tetris with the dealership because he had to take about three or four cars out of the front row, move a couple to the right, couple to the left, open the showroom doors, you know, ask someone who was in the car if they wanted it. She said no. So they said, okay, can I use it real quick? Pull this thing out of the showroom, put the doors back shut, realign everything to make it look good, and then finally say, hey, come on over. We'll give you a test drive. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. Now, if I'm going to buy this car from someone, I'm going to buy it from him because it's kind of nice when someone doesn't judge you from the outside of what's going on in your world, but instead just says, hey, if that's what you're looking for, let me see if I can help you make it happen. That's a really beautiful experience. And it's ironic going all the way back up to what we've been talking about that that's obviously something you value because you've had the opposite of that experience where someone looks at you and makes a judgment. And, and I, I can honestly say from experience, you don't do that. And it's beautiful. That kindness you show of, hey, if that's what you're looking for, let's see if we can do it. I'm, I'm, I'm game. Let's see what can happen here. And so we pulled it out. And, and I'll never forget, my wife was nervous. She goes, you drive it. I'm like, it's not my dream car. It's yours. Get, <laughs> get in the driver's seat. Let's go. If you want to write, you want this thing, let's see what it does. 
So we rolled down the windows, opened the sunroof, and, and my wife had this little hat on, and, and she's, we turned the corner. He goes, here, see what it's got. Hit the gas. Get a little gun it. See what it really could do. And my wife, we're behind the airport in Tampa. She jams on the gas. Um, there's this silly picture. I'll put it in the show notes if I can put it in there, uh, of this you know little girl driving a car, screaming in, in just glee of, ah, and this young boy in the seat next to her holding the dashboard in pure terror. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what <laughs> unfolded in that moment because my wife was going, and she jammed on the gas, and I was literally holding onto the dashboard for dear life, trying not to fall out of this thing. And and, and when we stopped, um, Antonio was in the back seat, just laughing out loud. He goes, "That was the most amazing test drive I've ever given." <laughs> He's and like, to this day, it is absolutely one of the best test drives, hands down, <laughs> no questions asked that I have ever had. The look of a pure enjoyment and excitement and thrill uh, on her face. I've never seen something more genuine and pure. It was incredible, fantastic. And I'll, I can, I still have the look on her face ingrained in my head. Um, it, it's awesome. And you don't get that often. You know, these are a lot of people's dreams, cars, and to see the pure excitement and joy that she had on her face, it was very rewarding and satisfying because you, know, you don't, you don't find that often. I know it was a dream of hers to even drive the car, let alone own it. But it it was it was so satisfying to to have experienced that with you guys. It, I mean, it was amazing. And and my favorite part was you said, "Dang it, we should have recorded that. That would, man, we'd probably sell a lot of these things if they knew that's how it felt." Yeah. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. We, we were dying. It was amazing. Uh, you know, I really wish I had a recorder on. I should have put a GoPro on there. That's what I need to invest in. I need to invest in a GoPro and just put it on my test drive. <laughs> And, and, and so circling back, um, this concept of everything you've shared so far, you genuinely live in what you do. And, and I appreciate it. I'm sure everyone you meet appreciates it. Um, and, and, and coming back, so the majority of your time, the majority of your focus is building your career, building relationships, really genuinely connecting with people. And, and I'd be curious, in your opinion, what is one of the keys to your success in that? Probably just what you said, my genuineness and or if that's a word um me me being the genuine person i am because i'm pretty genuine you know i don't oversell uh things to make money in my pocket um i think a lot of part of this this job here or this career i have is you know you really have to you have to be empathetic and sympathetic and you have to really get to know the client and and figure out what their true needs are when you when you do the interview per se when you're you first meet the customer, you're going to interview them. You're going to find out exactly what they're looking for. You know, what is their goal at the end of the day? Do they need something like that? Or can you find them something that's a little bit better on, better on price? Um, but to really just kind of be more genuine in, in life overall, but within my career, just me being genuine. And that, that's one thing I think that um, not many people are. And it's, it's a shame because I think if you're genuine, the kindness is going to come. That's true. It's true, and the deals will come too. Because again, when we're ready to mm -hmm. buy the car, we're definitely gonna call you for it. <laughs> um, Absolutely, and I have no doubt about that. I, I think there is another beautiful experience in the genuineness of, of, of really caring, which was we test drove another one that was significantly less, but still an amazing vehicle, mm -hmm. just significantly less price-wise. 
And before we went in yep. to, to talk through the, the options and the deals and the numbers, um, I, I remember you stopped us and you said, you know, just real quick, um, no judgment here. Which one do you think is a better fit for whatever your budget is, whatever you're looking for? Like, which honestly, what, what, what do you feel is, is, is really right for you? They're both amazing. They're both all decked out and have everything you could imagine. Um, but, but before we go in here and, and, you know, pull any paperwork out, I genuinely want to know, uh, what, what you think would, would fit and what it is you're trying to do. And again, it, it, it's a qualifying question. I get it. I understand the sales process at the same time though. There's a genuineness to it of, of not trying to, uh, go, Oh man, it's really going to suck if you have to take the small one, huh? Like, like you're not trying to push us into one or the other because you get a better something out of it. Uh, you, you, you genuinely mm-hmm. stopped and asked us to evaluate and really find out what fits there. Um, I, I really admire that. But like you said, genuineness, caring, listening, and, and, and allowing the client's needs to come first in that process. Um, so, so to wrap this up, um, final question is, what's one actionable tip that might help others experience more of this kind of success? And, and I'd say you're successful. You know, you're a 31-year-old man who, who's building an incredible career, who has great friendships and community, who has very tight relationship with your family. Like, you, there's lots of things that... I don't think they all just magically fell into place. They're things like you said, you learned how to work for them and, and working with your dad uh, over the summers, learning how to put in the hard work and do what it takes to kind of build and earn that life you want. You, you've certainly created the life you want through building it, through investing in time and energy and effort and, and really truly doing the little things every single day that add up to the life that you've created. And, and I'd call that, you know, somewhat successful. You're, you're doing it. You're building the life you want. And that is really success with, with taking time for your family and friends and doing the things that matter to you most. So with that perception, what would you say is one thing someone could do to experience that kind of success in their life? I would say smile more, say hi, and start small banter back and forth. <laughs> you know, maybe not banter. I don't know if that's the correct term, but just small talk, you know whether you're at the grocery store in line or you're walking the same direction as someone, you just look down, notice something on them, compliment them, um, be, and be genuine about it, you know, and just show more kindness. I mean, I, I'm really, I'm very big on being kind. Uh, I, I try to be as kind as I can to people, not overly nice, but just a genuine kindness because when you're genuine, that's when you, when people will see, Oh, he's not just being too nice. He's just, he's a, you're a genuine person. So just be genuine people, smile, say hi. And that, that's, that's really it. I mean, everything falls along with that. I love it. Smile more, say hi, start a conversation, just strike it up and, and get to know someone around you and show them a little kindness. Well, yep, that could be your new best friend. You never know. That's true. You never know what it could build into. Well, Antonio, sir, thank you so much for taking the time to share with us today. I've got about a page of notes over here, so I'm excited for everyone listening uh, that they'll enjoy this journey of what you've gone through and be able to learn, you know, and, and, and just remember to smile more, say hi, and start great conversations. So thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time to, to share all this with us. We appreciate it. Anytime, Jerick. I really appreciate the invite, and it was an honor to be uh, here with you. So I appreciate it, and next time you're in town, let's grab some coffee. It sounds like a plan. And for everyone tuning in, uh, again, thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoy this episode. If you did, uh, share it with somebody. We believe that sharing is caring, and we like caring people around here. Uh, Also, make sure to click subscribe, and uh, I look forward to seeing you all on next episode. 